0: Filled with Alpha Bow hunting, and this is our new show, to the point.
1: The day. God, that. I'll tell you, is that is that in Nebraska or here? Nebraska. If he's in Nebraska, if you guys are afraid to shoot him, <laughs> you know, oh, you know, guy. I'll grab a damn tag and I'll be up right to shoot. Shoot. <laughs> we we to right here. Should we lay this right here, Brady? Yep. <laughs> well. What do you? Uh, I know you. This isn't a quite a mule deer, but what do you think of that right there? Oh yeah, Dude, that's double, double, double drop. Look at, uh, oh yeah, double drop tides. Wow, this buck uh, lives right by my house, but look at how. Of course, oh, of course he does. Of course he does. God, you, you uh, forced, I mean, look at that. It, it's you in the backyard deer now or what? My gosh, man, no, these are. These, These are just craxy. deer that I like to... See, you know what I he's probably like doing, pick. though, is he's that buck probably was in his hunting area, and he called him all the way to his house. Yeah. Here, Bucky, 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 Bucky. Well, I, I got to yeah. tell you, the, the Ferguson buck call is being very misunderstood, because Jason it doesn't it. bring him in. All it does is... At Certain specific times, it gets them to lift their head up and stop for about three to five seconds. So you can at least get video or pictures over. There. Exactly. Yep. Most of It those, doesn't work in close range to get a shot? Instead well, of bleating at them, you can't go, here, bucky, bucky. So the buck I shot that- this year, I actually snuck in on that deer, and I got to 10 feet six days before I shot him. I mean, I was too close. Too, too close. So then what happened? So... All my buddies had been in my ear, and one of them's like, oh, one of them's... I've got a friend who's a guide out on the Eastern Plains, and they kill giants every frickin' year. And he's like, dude, you're blowing too many stocks. You're you're waiting, and you're letting the deer dictate how the, how the, the whole thing ends. The outcome's gonna end. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, that, that kind of makes sense. And he goes, here's what you gotta do. You gotta get up there. You gotta get in place. Get in position. He goes, and if I'm you... I'm getting in position at 50 yards, 60 yards, whatever. You know, he goes, for me, I want me and my clients at 20, because none of my clients can shoot shoot a damn bow. And he goes, you want to talk about frustration and just pissing the guy off? He goes, that'll do it. But he goes, you gotta get in there, get set up, get in position, draw back, and grunt. So I grunted like a deer. I mewed like a cow. I was about to squeal like a pig. <laughs> I wasn't totally sure that was going to work. And in the back of my mind, the little devil on this shoulder is like, hey, Bucky Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost did it, man. I almost did it. I just lost out at the end. And yeah. I should have done it. I totally should have done it because <laughs> it would have out? made for the best story ever. Oh, it <laughs> would have been amazing. After three cow calls and three or four butt grunts, uh, he stood up and all I could see was his freaking neck. His neck and his head. That was all I had oh. shot at. That was the second time that I, that season I that I would snuck in close on deer. They stood up, and all I could see was their stinking that So, those of you who are
0: tuning in, thanks for uh, tuning oh in another episode we to the point. Remind us to be natural. Yeah, be no, he- natural. Hey, <laughs> Henry's buzzing himself, but Phil Mendoza here, Bo Theory, Braden Forsyth, and we've got special guest on with us tonight, Henry Ferguson, none other than. Uh, the, you
1: know, the, the local known hero here for, for being a, a top That's notch muley hunter, man. And, well, and the guy who thought league was on Wednesday night instead of Thursday uh, night. Well, we did so. change that this year. <laughs> so You could go ahead and buzz yourself again for that one.
0: But, um, yeah, Henry telling us a little story of, of one of the uh, stocks that he put in. So, y- you, you you mentioned something in your, your story there, and I'm going to go ahead and flip what I was going to talk about not to toot our own horn or beat our own chest, right? But a lot of what we've been coaching with our alpha system and our alpha, alpha programming is just that, is knowing, and I'm assuming, I know Henry a little bit, I'm assuming your two-thirds third, two of your max distance is in that 60 to 70 yard range, I'm guessing. You know, I have not I
1: haven't done your actual system on it because I've you don't need our system. You're a very successful. Yeah, I hunter. mean, I, I, okay. I've got my system that's worked for me. But yeah, you 60 to 70 close? yards, I would be more than more than happy with that shot every time. So, and and I
0: I'm I've shot with you a long time, Henry, and and Henry's a top notch archer and bow hunter. And again, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I usually I can I can shoot my groups in a comfortable group grouping out to 100 yards. Bow's the same yeah. way. Up. And it's something that so when we what we're doing in our in our coaching oh, no, structure, didn't you I'm not. It's Braden. Braden no, I, just would raise, I would raise my hand and say. Oh, okay. I would say the <laughs> <same> but Braden's, <laughs> not, no, I'll just get Braden's not far off. <laughs> so, but what I'm saying is, when you look at your the, the, what we're coaching is really promoting that two thirds range to know yep. that 80 to 85 percent of your shot scenarios are going to be a, a, a green light yeah. within that two thirds range and in right. Yeah. And and. Braden thinks I left him out on purpose. I didn't leave him out on purpose. Brayden just, he's like a little ninja that gets into 20 yards anyway. So it, <laughs> I just it, like it's, closer. it's unnecessary for Brayden. He's always in the first third. But um, so that approach, that mindset of, you know, getting into that that spot for your stock or whatever. Other people are mentioning to you 50 yards, 60 yards. What other things do you like to do, Henry? Just a couple, couple tips. Keep it short, keep it sweet because we are to the point here. Because I know that. As guys, <laughs> as guys, we can we can sit in bull crap all day. Oh yeah, that's what we <laughs> love to worst. do. But Henry, you you've, you've been very successfully killing mule deer for years. And if you don't mind sharing a tip or two, something that you okay. kind of your go-to or your hey, in this situation, I know if I can get to if I can do this. We already hear, heard your your Matt. Sorry. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the that didn't work the, for me. Okay, so what what has worked consistently for you? Maybe it's a
1: set of Wait them out. So, so for me, I think, I think mule deer hunting is perfect for me because I'm not a patient person by nature. I'm just not, I don't, I don't like waiting for stuff. If there's an early express ship option, this guy's taking it. Mule deer hunting forces me out of that. And it it forces me to play the game on the mule deer's turn because for me, I've I've been a lot more consistently successful when I kinda of take the action to them, so to speak. And or you know, and I, I take the action there and I get I get that aggressive. stock and I get in place and then I just sit down and wait. And that's that's where I mean again, you know, mule deer hunting for me has been a, a good life lesson teacher because it, it teaches me that I don't always have control over that situation. Yeah. So that's why I tried. That's why this year I tried a little more aggressive. calling, and I tried grunting, and I tried mewing, and it it, uh, it didn't work for me. And I I don't know. Maybe it's it's maybe it's because there's too many cats in this area that I'm hunting, and it's uh, these deer, these deer are pretty freaking wired to be honest. So w- w-
0: another question to kind of, you know, when you're looking at where you're, you're glassing up deer, or you're ideally going to make that approach to get to where your your hold them out spot is. Is it I mean are, are you doing uh, are you trying to hit their their an ambush spot where they're crossing are you trying to get to where they're gonna go water are you trying are you just kind of lo- learning their animal behavior and seeing what where they're gonna make their most common mistake what when what, I'm scouting when you're hunting or oh, like when I'm at hunting. that go okay. time
1: so at go time almost I would say 90 to 95 percent of them I'm it's spot and stock I'm waiting for them to be bedded before I go make a move on them and Part of that, part of that is because I hunt really open country, for the most part, and if they're up and feeding, there's just a big opportunity to get picked off, in my experience. Yep. So, now, if you ha- if you see a buck and you know where he's headed, and you're like, hey, I think I can cut him off, are you going to try it? Or are you going to tr- let that buck head off and then try to relocate him in, in so his bed? It's kind of a case-by-case basis. Usually, I'm going to wait and go stalk him in their bed, but this year, the place that... <coughs> Excuse me. The, from where I was glassing to where the the deer were feeding, there wasn't a. I'm gonna try to get there before him. I mean, I'm a mile and a half, two miles away. Sure. So I mean, it's not. Yeah. You're
0: not it, catching. It, up, it, I'm
1: not gonna catch up to him. It's it's down a steep slope and up another one. So it it just doesn't. I mean, for me, I want to have the opportunity to see where they're gonna bed and assess. Can I get there now before they shift to their second bed? I saying like, what do I what need do to weigh, What do you do for that time? Do you? Is it just a case by case? It, it's totally a case bed, by case. Sometimes time or bed the first time. Or? Yeah. So for example, the buck I shot this year, um, he was we. I spotted him. He was the first deer I spotted that morning. Was out there with my son, and literally right after first light, um, I I kind of took a big sweep through this main valley didn't see anything right off the bat looked on this other slope bam there's a buck big tall buck and i mean it was it's the deer i ended up shooting but uh anyway he was he was a number two buck on my list and when i saw him he he basically went in and he, he fed until gosh like 8 30 that morning so i mean he was up feeding quite a bit and fairly late and then when he did bed down I immediately told my son, I'm like, he's not going to stay there all day. There's just no way he's going to stay there all day. There wasn't enough shade, he was bedded in some buck brush, but he was bedded right at the edge of it. I'm like, he's going to lose shade real soon. So we sat tight and we watched him until 1130. And so from 845 till 1130, all we're doing is sitting there, killing time, yep. watching this buck and waiting for him and he never moved. I'm like, you know what? I honestly don't think he's gonna move at this point. So we just went over and made a play on him, and as it turned out, he was he was still there at two o'clock. By the time we got in position, got up above him, and so made it out. I've got a
0: couple more questions. And
1: it'd be great great t-
0: talking with you first because um, you know Braden and I sit on on the mountain sometime this year in particular where we were not glassing up a lot of bucks. We were not seeing a lot of deer in general, right up high where we were at super dry tons of hiking pressure recreation yes pressure. yes welcome to Colorado right and um, so it was <laughs> something that we were trying to evaluate a ton of things so first question on an average year I know you, you travel a lot for work busy guy family uh, kids how how many times do you think you
1: get out and, and scout preseason it's over 20 okay um, Is but it usually, day trips though or oh yeah okay. almost always okay. day trips yeah and if i can grab a long weekend or something great but man i don't know about everybody else but a long weekend outside of hunting season it's tough it, it, yeah it, it's like exist very much yeah it's like finding it's like hunting for unicorns man i mean it's it's just doesn't exist i mean my son's got something my wife's got something i've got something there's just You've just gotta be smart with the time that you have and make the absolute most of it.
0: So so next question, what type of glassing system do you use for scouting? I mean are you using a spotter ten
1: by combo or are you using some fifteen what what's your so, go to
0: for, for that?
1: So I've got I've got a pair of eight by thirty Swarovski SLCs that I inherited years ago and those are those are always with me and I'll do a quick pass with those. Um, and I mean, I can spot stuff, I can spot movement, I can spot animals with those from a really long ways away, but almost all of my real true glassing spotting is, is done with the 15s. And I mean, the 15s are, they're like borderline cheating in my yeah. opinion, because that's, you can just see so much. Your eyes are relaxed. It's not like squinting, looking through a spotter. It's it's the ultimate in my opinion, I mean, and it. I spotted, I'll bet 80% of the animals I spotted this year were through the 15s. Yeah. And then the spotter doesn't come out until it's fine-tuning, really dialing Kicking in and saying, so, hey, which buck is this, or, you know. So if, if you that. had, essentially, if you could only, you know, say you could only afford one thing, you would say, you know. I would one. have the 8s, the 15s, and the spotter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you <know. laughs> just have that, Just that one thing. <laughs> <laughs> They each they each serve an important purpose. It's like a tool in the toolbox. Right? It, it absolutely, you can absolutely is. It's their place. And the funny thing is, I'm going to be I'm going to sound like a complete moron when I say this, but if I had to drop one thing out of the system, it would be the 15s, because really? oh yeah, I mean you could, if if you had a, a good pair of 10s, 11s, 12s, as long as you're mounting them on a tripod, you're going to get basically the same thing. Let me ask you that same question now. Now I'm okay. not saying you don't
0: let's say you're packing in for a five to seven day hunt Mm -hmm. now answer that same question are you
1: still dropping the 15s I'll tell you what I'm gonna take the weight penalty of the spotter I'm gonna take them I'm taking them all because it's. I mean first of all for mule deer I've been pretty fortunate I've shot a few good bucks I'm looking for that next level buck I'm not looking for just a buck Mm -hmm. you know I'm looking for really good bucks and I want to be able to study I want to be able to break them down and say you know, because if you're looking from two miles away through binoculars, 160-inch buck and 185-inch buck are going to look pretty darn similar.
0: So then, one last question, and and actually, we're going to if if you got time, since you were planning on being here for the anyway, we'll carry you <laughs> over. As it on, turns out on, I do on the next <laughs> episode. But one last question: Is it an age class deer you're looking for, or is it an
1: inch? Deer you're looking for so size that's, that's a good question because in the it, and it's changed a little bit recently in the past it was pretty much inches but uh, I was a guy who was pretty good at spotting good deer throughout the summer and then killing those big deer is man they're it's tough that's next and stuff. Them is two right. totally different thing right. it absolutely is and I'm, I'm pretty good at I'm honest enough with myself to know that I'm pretty good at finding them um, killing those big deer is been a challenge for me and this year was a, a especially a big challenge but um I want the most mature buck I can find and that's why this buck this year that's why he was number two on my list I mean he wasn't the second biggest buck out there by any means I mean I had opportunities at bigger deer but this deer was old
0: he he'd was been mature. on the mountain he'd
1: been he'd been through all the cats you talked I'm pretty about sure him. I've got a shed from him from three, two or three years ago, yeah. and it was a big shed, so, I mean, this is, yeah. this buck was probably better last year than he is this, was this year, but, yeah, I just wanted that mature buck, I wanted to It's match wits with him, you know? That's, that's the thing, that
0: extra year that they have on the hoof that just makes them that much more, you know, aware and keen to, to yeah. everything around them. So Every like year
1: said, matters there. Adding that level of challenge is tough, because... Well, think about the difference between you in your 20s and you in your 30s. There's no difference, man. Okay.
0: <laughs> let's,
1: uh, let's ask his wife that. <laughs> uh, no, I now think you. about the difference between 30s and 40s. I mean, there's these exponential differences and, and you know, changes that you go through there. And so it's, it's important to, uh, and I mean, if you look at a mule deer, you know, their life expectancy Eight to ten years on, without you know that's us chasing them—that's on the, high end, that's on the uh, extreme yep. high end. Yep. Um, I'm actually sending the jaw out from this buck. I'm cool. gonna get oh, cool. H, So I, wanna, I This is the first time I've ever done that, but it's the first time I've shot a deer that I felt was probably a grandpa too. So that's cool, man. It'll be interesting to see this back at.
0: So Henry, I appreciate the the discussion. Like I said, this is these are some of the discussions that we have regularly behind the scenes at the shop and that's why us doing more of this is um, is what helps us to create some parameters and organize a few things talking to guys like Henry and their experiences and putting together that system that we're trying to help you know new to to and I don't want to say even experienced bow hunters different perspective can help anybody absolutely right. yeah. so on the coaching side it really helps out a lot talking with guys like Henry is just fun to hear the stories anyway um, and and being able, being able to put that into context with what we do, on the on the coaching side really helps. So Henry, where on Instagram, Facebook, what where can people kind of follow you out with your, your so experience? My personal page is
1: Big Chief Wackabuck on uh, on Instagram. How, how did that name come about? Well, I'm one sixteenth Cherokee. Like, uh-huh. uh, about ninety percent of the population. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah, so just kind of a, a goofy nickname that stuck, and you know, I had to come up with a name for for my Instagram handle. <laughs> I like it. I could have gone, you know, like Henry Ferguson, but come on. You yeah. know, it's uh, not, not very really, unique. That's it's, all American, right there. Exactly. man. I mean. So and then uh, we also have another page called Not Fit to Hunt, yep. and that we do. Well, we started as doing more tips and um, tactics and stuff like that, but it's really just kind of turned into a couple of chubby guys making fun of themselves and <laughs> having a little fun. And, so, and those videos on
0: YouTube?
1: Yep. So check got some those some videos up. on YouTube, right. and we're getting ready to throw some more up there. Cool. Uh, in fact, I think we're going to do kind of our blooper reel from the last couple of years because... I'd like to see that. That's uh, all <laughs> we really have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's so, tough man putting that bring that camera in the field is always it's it's um if you haven't done it i just encourage you to not to, to, well <laughs> it, it, it depends right either don't and save yourself the frustration aggravation yeah. there is that token moment where you get something really cool yeah, yeah you know like when i got to get Braden's video on film that was that cool. was pretty
1: awesome Yeah. but
0: other than that i've had a whole bunch of unsuccessful outings with a camera in my hand Yeah. me both yeah man it's tough so kudos to those guys that make it happen thanks for checking out this episode and Henry for joining in and stay tuned for the next one but remember with the bow giveaway we have going on up until right before Christmas time comment on these YouTube videos and you're going to get in the running for it so check you guys on the next one alright cool man